All right, uh, welcome everyone. So we have our second guest on today, Mr. Gabriel Lazaro. Uh, Gab is one of my oldest friends. He, uh, me, me and him obviously went to the same school as uh, Alec also. And um, he's been on quite the interesting journey. So Gab, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind, just introduce yourself basically. Sure, yeah. Um, as Lewis said, I, I went, we all went to the same school together, I'm also, from the Philippines, or at least, you know, grew up there. I'm from there. Um, and um, my first time living out was really uh, when I started uni, uh, when I started college here in Boston. So um, I'm studying music right now over here at Berkeley. And yeah, that's basically, I really not much has changed since um, <laughs> we last left off other than that, like, yeah, I'm still <laughs> just trying to play, trying to like, uh, make a career out of music um, and yeah that's that's what, awesome. what I've been up to yeah. so uh, you basically lived the dream I mean you and I played music together in uh, high school and uh, so you continued on on that journey more or less yeah at least like in terms of like the getting into the idea of like oh like I can you know I'll I'd like I like to teach um, which is like something I never really saw before, but I kind of found a passion for lately. And uh, that kind of like opened up a bunch of different, um, like it, it was eye-opening to me how many things you could do within music that didn't involve being like a rock star. Not that that's not um, like dope, but like, yeah, there's just like so many things that are- um, Yeah, yeah, I know what cool. you mean. Yeah, yeah, so. Hold on, yeah. So what's it been like taking that route of, you know, going to uni, studying music, and then obviously you're playing gigs and then you're teaching music as well. How's yeah. that been like ever since sort of graduating and moving from the Philippines over to the US? Um, yeah, I thought like, I kind of started playing gigs and started kind of like developing my, my plan, you know, as a musician, like uh, during my gap year, especially like after we graduated, um, I took a semester off. I actually studied at Mint College, but I like the credits like didn't transfer over or anything. Um, it was like a different degree that I was doing over there. Um, so during that time though, I was like kind of um, developing like a repertoire and, and, um, and kind of figuring out like what I wanted my brand as like a musician to be and what, um, like how I wanted to represent myself. Um, and then coming to the US um, and, you know, like, meeting just a bunch of different people from different places in the US and in the world and, and uh, hearing about their musical journeys and cultures and like getting to play with them sort of has all like, um, just like informed me like um, culturally about like other musical, um, yeah, other musical cultures as well as like influenced a lot of like my creative projects as well um, because it's just like such a, uh, there's like a yeah there's just like a lot of diversity in in uh in berkeley and yeah in this particular college so awesome dude <laughs> yeah, man. It's been what was crazy. it like yeah. uh taking that route of actually studying in, in a you know educational institution rather than going that stereotypical route of just trying to get gigs and then playing them until sort of someone notices you yeah um well yeah i like the latter isn't as um, effective of a of a plan, I feel um, just because like, and especially in in like the landscape now with COVID, like shows have just started to happen again over here. Um, and I know in the Philippines things are still very much like 
shut down. So that's not even like, uh, yeah, that's not even like, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But um, yeah, so like studying music or taking the educational route to music has, like I said, it's just been very eye-opening because like I've found passion in like a bunch of different uh, aspects of music or a lot of like career options in music that I didn't think I was that interested in, like film scoring. I, I do like, I do some short film scoring um, for Brian and uh, you guys remember Brian, Brian Gill, like he, yeah. he makes short films and I, I've been scoring awesome. them and like I've kind of found a passion in that. Um, and that, yeah, that's just been like a, um, a thing I've been doing on the side trying to hone as well. Um, and also like getting into new styles of music, which I think like as, as, um, as like, as like invested as I was in music in high school, I still think I wasn't as open-minded. Like I, I didn't really listen to that much music. I kind of stuck to what I knew and stuck to what I liked mm -hmm. and coming to, and, and you don't need to like, you, like no, no one really needs to like study music in like an educational setting. But I think like the, the actual environment of like being with a bunch of different musicians just like naturally um, makes you more open-minded and like, you're just like experiencing more cultures and more um more styles of music and yeah like I, I feel like now i have like a better understanding of like the idea of music or like art and its context um in the world and and also like developing my own style as an artist um so yeah that, those are all the merits of like yeah. music education not that it's like a necessity like i don't think you need to go to music college if you don't want to um to be fair though yeah. what you just described is sort of the um how am i supposed to describe this the rhetoric that was sold to us in high school right like go off to uni broaden your horizons blah 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 right so uh, i'm actually really glad to hear that that worked out for you because it doesn't work out for a lot of people which i right. think a lot of people find is super frustrating so yeah congratulations on that 100 percent, man and like i've had a lot of friends who like especially during covid have uh, dropped out like they just like decided to uh, drop studies and pursue like a career uh, well like you did and, and yeah. a lot of them have found success like you did as well so um uh that is like there you know you can take uh, either route and really like yeah like you i think you can take either route it's just what you want to get out of uh what you want to get out of study or what you want to get out of career yeah you know? like i know people who are like in their 30s and it's it's their dream to study music like this this buddy of mine uh he he like works at silicon valley um, and he's like, he, he's, he's good. Like he's made it. He's, um, I think he's like a computer pro. I have to like, I don't know exactly what his um, job. I, I met him a while back, but he's like 30 something. And he's a freshman at Berkeley because his dream is to study music. And he always just wanted to like, That's get, awesome. get more into it. And I found that yep. so inspiring. I was like, you're the shit. Like, I, yeah, like, that's, that's, awesome. like that's yeah. It, it's really awesome to see, like you, there's no age to, to start something or learn something new or I mean, he was already really good but like yeah. he wanted to get better and so he's so humble about it like See, yeah so i thought that was awesome when i hear stuff like that i mean on this podcast i tend to like criticize uh formal education especially at the higher levels a lot because sure, sure. at least from my experience it's not really what a lot of people think it is but when i hear stuff like that um that's the total opposite and i also def definitely agree if there's something that you're really passionate about whether it's music whether whether you want to become an engineer right if you go after it and it, it works out for you that's fucking amazing you know i wish that on everyone 
I agree. And I do as well. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you know what you want to do, like, um, already, like you've, um, sort of like, uh, one half the, the battle or, uh, yep. definitely, effect, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So did you know for a long time that you actually like, this is music is something that you wanted to go through with for your life? Um, I didn't know for like a super long time. I think like around the time when Lewis and I started playing together is when like, we were both just like checking out, you know, it, like music was like such a novelty, like at that age, maybe. I, I don't yeah, know if I'm right in assuming sure. that, but yeah. like, at least it was to me, like all the stuff we were playing was like, oh, this is cool. Like we're writing songs, like, and we're like playing like shows, you know, like um, like Roadhouse or uh, Beer Garden. Like you remember? Oh my god, uh, dude! Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you guys so, had, like, what was the name of the band that you guys had in school? Uh, there well, were a couple. Well, we had a. There were a few. Yeah, there yeah. Were a few. yeah. Uh, we, the only yeah. one that really took off was actually Gab and Jay's band, um, and I only joined like super late because I was busy doing other dumb shit um <laughs> no nah, man uh, you toured the you toured the the new music with us like little, little city tour yeah little battle of the bands like that, that was, was like those, those awesome. were the best gigs as far as i'm concerned yeah like, those are so uh, dude opus yeah. weekend those like to be fair when i think back to like senior year even though that was like a, an absolute clusterfuck for me those moments are like the moments where i'm like actually it was actually there were some really nice moments <laughs> in there yeah yeah like yeah. for sure as crazy as high school is and yeah but yeah so obviously you're kind of doing your own thing now you have an ep out um are you still actually doing opus weekend with jay um like jay and i are kind of doing like he's insane like he he's been like <laughs> he, he's no but like like in a like he's been really honing his his um his production skills and his like um his study like um in terms of like his instrument and also just like the we're, we're both kind of like really into jazz mm. um and so like he's been well we've both been kind of like exploring that um as like a passion but also like he's been coming out with some like amazing music he's been coming out with beat tapes um dude his... he's in the military right now have you checked those out bro on, yeah, on his yeah. youtube channel yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that shit's crazy yeah, yeah. his uh... Uh, i have to promote they call me they call me smoky uh, yeah. check that out on youtube his shit um, is really good like um i really didn't expect it when i opened it and then actually like i caught myself being like actually fuck yeah <laughs> yeah man like you know he's he, he's amazing and like he's in the military right now um so he's not able to put out as much music as he was like during the brief stint that he was like really working on shit during covid yeah um but um yeah like i'm sure he's gonna get back into it once he comes out i think he has like a year a year or so, or so um left Actually, I'm, surpri I'm surprised they didn't uh, disqualify Jay because, as I remember him, he was quite thin. And so, like, uh, yeah, my, he wasn't the most athletic. My military application process was really fucking complicated. I was fit and there, were, and I was like on the verge of not getting there. <laughs> so, damn. Yeah. Wait, yeah, was, but it like, he, was it like the mandatory military kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. he, you know, he's got to do it. Um, it's just kind of like, yeah, he's got to do it. But, um, he actually put on some weight for that. Like he was, he was a, um, he was like a fattening up to get some some muscle. Um, yeah, and I think, that I makes mean, sense. That makes sense. He's yeah. probably ripped right now. Like I, yeah. he's not allowed to call me with video because obviously, like he's yeah. in the military base. But like operational security. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, yeah, like just based on the stuff that he's doing, like the actual exercise, um, 
it's crazy like it's it's a lot yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i can it's imagine dude actually like <laughs> i always told myself in high school that i would pay good money to see jay in the military and so i'm i'm, I'm happy that he's in <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's finally happened yeah, yeah. like I, it's it's crazy that we've always known about it but then like i never thought the day would come that like he would yeah. actually have to go and yeah yeah that's so cool yeah. so um what i'm really curious to find out about is because um well just sort of a background to this question is i watch a lot of like podcasts with uh hosts that are american right and they obviously then talk a lot about uh themes that apply to the u.s right and so um seeing as though you are first guest who uh, has the same background that, that Alec and I do, but uh, moved to the States after uh, high school. What's one of, or what are some of the biggest things that have like uh, surprised you in the terms of how different uh, culture or society is in the States as opposed to, for example, where we come from? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, my my experience, like my, my first time in Boston was um, coming here for for studies, like for Berkeley. Like, well, the first time I came was um, with my mom. We were just visiting the campus over the summer, um, and I I have to say that, like, because I think because of our background in international school, like just because we've already been exposed to so many cultures, there was less of a shock in the in the in the community, like. Like within the school itself because like we we mm -hmm. we saw that kind of diversity in brent like we had just like yeah you know so like it wasn't a lot of a lot of a lot of american students um come from um come from like high schools where there isn't like there you know there isn't that much diversity yeah. and so like coming to berkeley is like crazy because they're just seeing all these like you know a lot of my, a lot of people that i've met um you know they're just like yeah they they just never have um, seen so much diversity within like a community, I guess, just because Crazy. of where they grew yeah. up. And yeah, so like, um, but I mean, as far as the environment itself, like I, I came to really like Boston, like I kind of just like fell in love with it coming here, especially because like I have always been like, I like, you know, like I think our generation, but like all of us to some degree are raised on um, you know, movies and um, music and TV shows. And yeah. a lot of that is, is, um, is from the West. Like America just has a monopoly on uh, media, like yeah, music sure. and everything. So it's called a big like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that influenced me a lot since I was little. So I kind of knew like everything seemed like a, a, a caricature coming here. Like it was all like, you know, you, you it, like it just like the conversations that you would have at like a drugstore checking out, like, it's just yeah it's 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 just like the movies man <laughs> like, yeah. and um so that was i don't know if you can call that a shock but i was like yeah this is this is crazy and also um yeah there's also there's there's a bunch of different quirks that i could get into but i'm not going to bore you with every detail about boston but like um uh i think overall the 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 impression has been positive though like okay i i like being here um and i know like Boston isn't an accurate like archetype of what the U.S. is like. Mm -hmm. The U.S. is so huge. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're talking sure. like so Super many diverse. different cultures and like a huge um, cultural and political landscape like across the 
continent so but yeah, but i like boston exactly. i haven't I mean, been to a lot of places so yeah i mean the country is like half of the continent so yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> it's it's yeah it's huge like yeah that's one of those things um i don't know alec if uh, you get this a lot but here uh in europe at least he here in germany uh, a lot of germans like to make fun of americans for being kind of dumb and i'm like well they have 330 million people we have a lot of idiots too here they they're gonna have more yeah. than we do <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the same here but we like to take well the uk and brits and and more specifically they like to take the mecca of french people oh yeah 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 well, well the us Germans don't have the best relationship with them either. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I once worked with a French colleague. He didn't know have a good time. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't even just me; it was everyone. Yeah. Um. So what I was also going to ask, yeah, because my time uh, at a university here in Germany, I noticed that um, the students weren't really very politically active, and when they were politically active, there was only really one, or oh, actually two topics. Um, number one is sort of the biggest thing here in Germany right now is uh, environmentalism, right? That's sort of like, especially at my time in uni, it was fucking crazy, right? And then the other uh, topic, which is sort of the only two things that get discussed on the in the political scene uh, at my university, at least, was um, political correctness. I suppose I'll just sum it up in that. Um, has it have you had this a similar experience or is it a little bit different there um i think like definitely like berkeley has some uh politically geared courses like this this year um yeah this year i'm taking a a, a course with like uh, funnily enough it's also an environmental course which i guess like it makes sense it is like you know extremely um relevant um, yeah so sure. i'm ta i'm taking that uh course it's ecomusicology which sort of like um describes what the, the fuck is that? yeah crazy man <laughs> like it's 2021 baby yeah, <laughs> or it's, yeah. Yep. um but no like yeah it's a it's a new term new words new words coming up mm. and um it, it 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 focuses or yeah it just like describes um the relationship between music as a culture and the environment and it, okay. amongst like a bunch of different things like it i do find it really intriguing because it um it somehow ties and you realize that the connection is like there, like um, the like a musical culture and and how that is actually like a consequence, or it's 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 related to the environment sure. that that culture is like, yeah. uh, it, you know, finds itself in. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like other other courses at, at Berkeley as well are like sort of, um, uh, you know, we 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 talk about like you know race, uh, like race issues like are a huge thing in america obviously especially yeah i mean yeah that's all, what i was kind of getting since at forever you know but like yeah. um especially recently like with george floyd when when covid hit like obviously Berkeley yeah. had a um like you know the whole world um but um yeah like i think berkeley does its part to kind of like keep a dialogue going and to mm. to keep people informed i know i'm like you know doing my best to stay like um like hip to like all the like everything as much as I can to to figure out what's going on um and Berkeley certainly like has done its part because some of the courses have like really informed me I guess in issues and 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 um there's like the dialogue isn't like um super one-sided or biased like I think there's enough that's good to um, hear yeah. yeah 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 there's like there's and and I think like I don't know every time that I've like uh listened to 
any sort of discussion about these things. It's always been, it's always like coming out of, of a place of like respect. Mm -hmm. And I think that's on behalf of the teachers that do a good job of like mediating these kinds of conversations. And again, this is not like all my courses, but like some of the ones that I have taken like have. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, they're good, yeah. But I mean, it's reassuring to hear that because if you uh, listen to like uh, Tim Pool or Joe Rogan, you get the impression sure. that, that like no one like, that, like that, that there's no dialogue that's like halfway respectful anymore. So it's it, it's reassuring to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the know, important yeah, thing. I think the important thing though is that what we generally do here, uh, even though they are mostly one-sided, uh, it's mm. not literally everyone. It's literally just a small group of people who feel that they need to be heard and are shouting on top of everyone else. True. And that's true for conservatives and for liberals. That's yeah, that's true, true for both extreme. sides, both extremes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So um, I hate to pick your brain here, but uh, that's kind of the point of this podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead. And um, so you've been at Berkeley now for three years. Is, is that correct? Or two and a yeah. half? Yeah, three. Three, okay. three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a stupid question, but I'm sure that in that time you've had, obviously, as just life is that way, uh, your ups and downs. Um, how do you cope with being really far away from your family? Because you and I sort of have, or Alec as well, has uh, we all have this, a similar situation where we're in countries and parts or all of our family is halfway around the globe. And so when you, you know, when you fall into that phase of life where things are not going so well, um how's how's that been for you it's i i think it i i don't think i really kind of uh felt the like the distance or like uh or really like homesick until like uh this year really Mm -hmm. um and not to say that i didn't feel that before but like at least what i thought being homesick was and like what what I'm trying to say is like, I, I like in the beginning, like, I think I was so enamored with like how, yeah, for sure. Oh, this is such a new experience. Yeah. And it's like, so crazy, like meeting all these people. And then I did a semester in Valencia because Berkeley has an exchange program. So mm-hmm. I got to study in Spain for a semester um, under Berkeley still, but like, that was a whole thing. And then it's, it's um, like when, when COVID hit and um, it also just like having been like here for three years, I think like, I kind of, um, I kind of got like used to how things are here. I still love it, obviously, but then I kind of started um, realizing that, um, you know, like I, I was really missing home and I was really missing being with my parents. Yeah. And sure. like, and going back home with them this year was really hard because, like, um, you know, when you don't see your parents for a while, like you you notice like they age and stuff and like you yeah that's it's just so like yeah, yeah you know and you know what's really like, fucked like I, I i hate to interrupt but like no on, no, no on that point like i haven't seen my parents in almost two years now and like before this would like never happen to me but now when i like video chat my parents it, it's like it like weirds me out because they look so different than like what my actual memory is from when i last saw them which is just it's just insanity dude it's crazy man and like i was having a hard time dealing with that because like i want my parents to just like stay young and yeah. live forever yeah. and, you know like we all we all want that um yeah. but yeah like in it's it, it's you know it's also important to like actually have to realize that you can't like yeah avoid um you can't avoid time you can't avoid um 
you know, changes like, and, and they're fine, even if they're not what you want in the moment. Like, I think it was a very, like going back home this year over the summer was like really reflective. And I actually got to talk to my parents about a lot of these feelings that I was having, which yeah. like, I never thought I'd be able to articulate, but I actually felt way better telling them, you know, like this, like, this is crazy. Like <laughs> life, um, I don't know, like being away from home and having to do things on my yeah. own and stuff. It's like crazy. Like it's insane. And like, That's you know, it, it's okay to feel that you, you know, you should yeah. still um, work hard I, and everything. I think, it's okay to have. I think those are conversations you can only have with your parents once, as you just said, you know, you've sort of, been in the ring with life and you've come out and been like, dude, <laughs> I got fucked up, right? So, <laughs> yeah. um, but those are also some of, at least in my opinion, some of the most fruitful conversations to have, right? Because you can finally, as an adult, you know, sit in front of your parents and be like, so this is what I'm thinking right now, right? Exactly. Yeah, and because they're from, they grew up in a different sort of time and era, they can also be kind of enamored by your experience as well like oh that didn't really happen to me when i was growing up yeah. and going through yeah. this shit or they just can't relate at all which or is they can't relate uh, as yeah well. i mean you can't blame your parents for especially like in my case my parents grew up in the 60s and 70s that's a completely different world like mm -hmm. it might as well be have have been on a different planet right so you shouldn't be a surprise that sometimes our parents can't relate to us. And so that's also an important message for all our listeners. Don't be so hard on your fucking parents, right? Especially if you get to see them a lot, because some yeah. of us don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, no, it's true. I mean, like we, there is like a clear gap and especially with how quickly everything is progressing nowadays, like technology, what have you. It's like, they're like, the gap is only um, like, the generational gap is only widening, you know? And it's like more and more, obvious but at the same time like even within that i also find that like you know talking to my mom like shit like some of the things she's gone through are like exactly the things i've gone through on an emotional yeah. level you know mm -hmm. and so like even though the world it like you know was very different and it's like it's like um it's just like uh constantly changing and moving um yeah like there there are still like things that that like you can have a conversation with your parents and maybe be surprised at like, oh yeah, my parents were like a teenager too, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. even if it was yeah. in the 60s, it's Dude, like, you those know, are, that's a teenager. Those are the craziest moments when you have like, like I, I had this with my dad a couple of times in my life where I would like say something that was bothering me or like I just talk about a situation I was unhappy with. And he was like, Dude, I that exact same thing happened to me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, you're my dad. What do you mean? You don't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can no, even see it without yeah. even having a conversation with him. Like, the other day I was looking at my dad and I'm just like, hang on. He used to have a life before me. <laughs> 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 like, he, he traveled the world. He was doing all kinds of probably like crazy shit that he's probably never going to tell me. Like, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. All right. To be fair, though, uh, like, I always think to myself like i'm not surprised that my parents haven't told me everything about the the stuff that they did in, in their teens or in their young adult life because like if i had a kid right now where the fuck do i start telling them everything right like so much has happened so <laughs> yeah man it's it's a trip yeah i can't like and, and uh sorry just to add on to what you're saying like i think when you reach a certain age you know you you kind of like look at not only your parents differently but like the idea of parenthood like how yeah how crazy that is how like you 
like you really like that's like a huge sacrifice and it's like you're you're not getting much out of that sacrifice other than like you're giving somebody like a good life if yeah. you do it right you know like which is that's like true. insane yeah. man like, like before and, i thought it was just natural like whenever someone's like oh i'm yeah. pregnant or i want kids it's like oh yeah that's natural you do that yeah, yeah do that yeah, yeah but nowadays whenever someone's like oh i'm pregnant or i'm i want to have kids or a family i don't say it to their faces unless we're really close but i immediately think why <laughs> why your life is fun <laughs> <laughs> i think Dude, i think the uh the uh stepping stone to reaching that insight has to come from this it has to come from the notion of once you're responsible for yourself, right, and your own well-being, and you have to make ends meet, and you have to make sure that the bills get paid this month, and that food's on the table. Once you do that for like enough time, and start thinking about like, well, what if I had to do all of this for another person? That's when you start to like come to this insight of like, dude, my parents actually like did a lot of like sacrifice a lot for me. Um, and I think without that, uh, that stepping stone, it doesn't really work because you like, you can always appreciate it. I mean, like we all heard it throughout high school, like, right. Oh, I'm so grateful for what, for what my parents are doing for me, but really none of us really had understand the, it. Yeah. yeah you, you didn't understand you what the shit. fuck that meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe you thought you did. Well, I thought I did. Like, oh, yeah. I love my parents. This yeah. I think it. we all thought we did. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until we got all our asses kicked by life that we were like, okay. Yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> going back to what you said about like generational gaps and you know getting older do you also and mind you we're not actually old like dude we're i like feel 21 so 22 oh i feel old every day so, yeah. um do you also find uh seeing your age or like the aging of time and just seeing other people like your younger people oh yeah man like i i i was having this conversation with a, a friend of mine yesterday like we we played a show recently and it was like this was like a, one of these like berkeley shows um mm. and it was just like we we played like a similar show at like a similar venue a couple of years ago when we were freshmen and you would like go in there and you would like pretty much recognize everybody from like a class or something if it was like a school event um and we played one recently where like i i literally only knew like the people that i came with and everyone else was like everyone was we were all going to the same school but like they, yeah. like there were just so many new faces and like we it was just like a weird um thing where it felt like imposter um, syndrome yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean yeah. you you definitely get that at, at, at university like at yeah. university but yeah i was like oh we were there we were there three years ago and um and now we're here and like that that was nothing like that was that was a blank you know and now there's this new new batch of kids that are yeah um doing the same thing and they're all so young and hopeful um <laughs> yeah. No, yeah yeah <laughs> that's oh my god so um i know that gab and i have been back to brent alec have you been back to brent since graduating i've never been back actually no? okay no. and i think um, i i mean i always wanted to sort of visit with someone else just to see some old you know teachers and underclassmen faces but no one's but there from yeah. I, the, yeah it got yeah. to a point where i looked back and i was like there's no one there there's yeah. no point in me going back exactly right. I, i've said this on the podcast before and that's like that's one of the first moments where i realized like okay i'm not old but i am aging right because i feel like in high school my perception of my age is kind of stagnated because i was like well i'm still just like a student at a school right so like it doesn't yeah. really change um and then 
the year after we graduated, I was back um just to visit and already there it felt strange because i was like some of like it's like like some of the freshmen were in middle school when we were seniors Mm -hmm. right so i was like this kind of fucking weird um and i swore to never go back because at a a certain point i was like there's no one there that i know like right like like besides miss bustamante maybe right yeah but uh the rest i feel like that would fuck with me so hard if i went back and just knew nobody i feel like that would destroy like that would destroy a certain part of me that holds that place to some kind of esteem. Yeah, I, I was looking back. Well, over time, like, you know, the school would post, like, graduation yeah. photos and stuff. And then I would, like, look at those photos and realize, like, who is graduating. And then I just kind of, it kind of hit me, like, oh, I'm kind of like an old iPhone now. So I'm still yeah. <laughs> Man, I, um, I remember recently seeing a Facebook post from one of the freshmen who, well, well, one of the new graduated seniors who was a freshman when we were graduating. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that was so strange. Dude, but even yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, no go sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, Mr. Leggett's kids, bro, like, I swear they were like five yesterday. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, they look like, dude, they look my age. Like, I don't even know how that works, but that's yeah, yeah they, like they like grew that. up man it's crazy stuff like I, that is insane yeah, i even see in just the general public like last week i was in london to do something and i was on the tube and then i just see these different teenagers and you know when we were at you know yeah. that phase of people who were older than, uh, older than us would like question the, the things that we were doing and wearing and stuff yep and i never understood yep. i'm just like you're just old <laughs> Like, you just need to move on and to go on with your own life. Yeah. I found myself, and not only just last week, but almost every time I go out, I found myself just looking at these younger people. I'm like, the fuck are you wearing? Yeah. Oh, dude, that hits me so hard sometimes. Like, it's especially difficult for me for, like, um, like 16, 17, 18-year-olds right now. Because, like, even though we're only, like, four years older than them, there seems to be some kind of big ass difference. Like, I don't know what it is. But yeah, I don't seems... know why. Like I said before, we're not old. Yeah. <laughs> but looking at like people just even just a few years younger than us, it's kind of like, what, what did I miss something? Yeah. yeah, man. It's so weird too, because like, it's not like, I don't know. It's not yeah, like, cause we like, we were those kids and, and there were, um, there were, you know, kids looking at us and like talking the same uh shit basically yeah and like but you don't see that in the moment because like you're like everyone is just like um somehow like a product of their like time like Mm -hmm. like there's no like really like even if you're like in the out crowd or whatever like you you still like i don't know like take a shit in a toilet or whatever yeah you you, like it's like (laughs) you know what i mean like until they invent like the next thing but like (laughs) um but like you know um but i do agree that like i you know i i don't know i I feel i feel like the gap is like real i can still have a conversation with like an adult or somebody who's like in a younger class than me um i think that that like that can translate fine but yeah there's definitely like um more like cultural like in terms of like yeah. sort of like fashion or like mm-hmm. the music or, or films that people are into music, like fashion that, yeah. The, yeah yeah like it all kind of um like that that 
maybe there's like a larger gap there now than there was before. Although I don't know, like, again, like I'm speaking from um, just like the context of like what, like of our time, you know, like, um, yeah, I don't know how eccentric things were before. And to be fair, uh, Gabby, you and I, we sort of belong to a different in air quotes subculture, like especially in high school, because we like listen to different music, follow like sure. we sort of mentally living in a different time. Right? Sure, so, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah, yeah we were big yeah. on nineties. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, right. probably that's where a lot of that comes from. Um but I have one like factual thing that super reminds me of what you just said. Like I recently had a conversation with a 17 year old and I was like, I was, I could not follow anything that they were saying on like their, their funniest memes. That's just how I'm going to describe it. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are these videos? <laughs> oh, I see. What you're, yeah, I yeah. know. Maybe the sense of humor is like quite yeah. different. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, True. it's it's so pronounced it's it's really crazy it's different like when we were still at that age like dubstep came out like a couple of years ago didn't it oh yeah yeah and when oh, that dude. came out even then i was just kind of like this isn't good but a lot of people <laughs> were like oh yeah dubstep that's the shit true yeah. true and how, everyone man. older than us was like you are an idiot yeah how is that genre doing by the way i come like i completely forgot that that existed i think it's Dude, i i can't <laughs> i can't say man maybe there's um maybe there's a scene somewhere but i'm not uh, i haven't been exploring that yeah it's probably a scene but it's just not as mainstream as it was yeah true right right, right true. yeah like edm is still a thing but it's not EDM like the biggest still... thing anymore you know yeah, yeah. I hate to say this, but uh, I'm gonna make it official now. Especially in high school, I was I was always the guy. I was like, "Oh, fuck you and your electronic music, right? It's not real music." Um, I recently looked through my like on repeat playlist on on Spotify. Man, like half of it is is EDM. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, EDM's sick, man. Like, yeah. Electronic music is dope. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like everything. Like you know, any kind of genre. You know, there's there's the good and there's the bad and when you yep. find the good it's really good yeah 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 like there's there's good music in any genre there's just there's good sure. artists out there you know? sure. yeah yeah um, so god what's your favorite sort of era of music like is it 80s 70s something like that um era dang man i think you're gonna have to connect that to a genre yeah yeah possibly yeah. i i was just gonna say like i think right now a lot of cool stuff is happening mm -hmm. um like I, I would i would say there's a lot of cool independent artists right now um but what as far as like what i've been listening to i've been i've been bumping a lot of like late 50s to early 60s whoa dude um, that's fucking yeah. way, My, way miles back. davis quintet yeah yeah like i mean but that's that's just because i don't know i've just been listening to that a lot um it is probably up there as like my favorite music i've even like really gotten into classical this year so i can um i'll go as far back as like baroque um, oh dude so. you fucking went full <laughs> retard <laughs> yeah, man, i went all the way yeah. all the way back no, i but, found yeah. myself doing the same though i found myself going backwards in time rather than listening to what's like coming out now yeah man i mean it's it's cool to do both like because it's like the argument is like, okay, why wouldn't you check out some cool stuff coming out now? But also like you live on this like planet with like such a long, well, you know, relative to what, like it, we just have like a lot of stuff. Like we have a lot of yeah. 
movies yeah. we have like humanity like we have a lot of art so why wouldn't you check out some shit from from now or from way back when or from last week like there's just so much stuff and especially because it's so accessible now that's what i was actually going yeah, like, to back on to the Dude. point where you said like a lot of independent artists i think one of the i mean i'm generally sort of critical of a lot of the uh, changes that technology has uh, facilitated in our society but i think one thing that's really been a blessing is for a lot of musicians who are really talented or just artists in general, really talented on a small budget, don't have a lot of reach, don't have the money to go to like an agency or a label to like spread their stuff. Nowadays, all it takes is a YouTube account and a SoundCloud account and just post your shit on there. And if it, if, if it catches, man, I think that's one of the biggest like blessings that uh, modern technology has given us not just for the artists themselves but for us listeners also or for us consumers right yeah no 100 man and um yeah like giving everybody like basically equal you know uh, you know like in the first world i guess but like giving everybody like equal artistic opportunity like yep. you don't have to be you don't have to be this or that to like put out a record like you yes can, you yep. can do it from your basement or you can do you can do it with whoever you want you don't need a record label like you like you used to yeah um unless you're really big and you just want to you know take it take it a step further like you know some people would be, yeah oh, that's awesome Dude, but yeah you can be self-actualized now which is crazy. it's so crazy yeah um one of my current like like newly discovered favorite artists tate mcgray it's usually not my fucking music but for some reason it works with her right she started out doing youtube covers and now she's a fucking world-renowned artist. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Insanity. It's really, yeah. And, and it really is that way sometimes. Like, it just, just having the, the platform to do it just already gives a lot of people, like, like I said, the opportunity and then the incentive yeah. to, to sure. you know, if they're getting, like, positive reception. And it's, like, now it's, like, you know, before you had to, like, play a show and, like, maybe watch the show back or see if it was good. Now you yeah. can, like, put up a video and see if people like it basically instantaneously because they'll either like yeah. it or they won't or they'll tell you it's good or... And um, you just get instant feedback, you know, because of the comments. I mean, yeah. like, most of the comments are going to be, like, poo-poo comments, you know? But, like, <laughs> <laughs> there might be some construct <clears throat> constructive stuff in there which will actually help you. Yeah. Guys. No, yeah, man. Like, yeah. recently, um, not to toot my own horn or whatever, but, like, um, this one dude. Oh come on, dude! Um, You're talented as fuck. Don't even, don't even try to play <laughs> the humble toot, card. <laughs> yeah. I'll toot my own horn for a second. Yeah. But like this, this dude, um, like, I, who I don't know who this person is. Uh, like, I don't think I've ever met them. It's just like somebody on the internet. Like, uh, they heard my music on SoundCloud and they re-uploaded it on YouTube and just wanted to share it. And this, you know, they obviously they said like, if if you know, if you're the artist and you don't want me to do this, like, I'll take it down. But like that totally made my day i was just like somebody just um, yep. went out of their way to you know share my music and um you know thanks to these platforms like uh yeah we can do that now you know um yep. so yeah that's pretty cool you just you just need an idea and maybe a couple of tools to execute it and then yep. you know just push it onto a platform for everyone to sort right. of share and listen to absolutely right i mean sure there is still like a uh, an investment barrier for a musician you need a microphone and something that'll you know record audio but in general especially nowadays um i suppose thanks to like to services like amazon man a usb mic a usb condenser mic what 40 50 bucks it's not good but 
it'll do the job. <laughs> yeah, man. It's absolutely insane. Like, and it's just, again, it's like the, it all goes back to like the pacing, like, a, like we have just, it is the age of information and Mass information, of, uh, yeah. convenience. Yeah. It's like, just like, which is kind of like oversaturating. Um, I was about to say, it, it, dude, it, it's, yeah, it, it does lead that um, possibility of just flooding the market with yeah a lot. Yeah, man. And like, it, it's, it's so like, again, it's like, it's such a positive, like the advent of the internet already is like, whoa, like that changes everything. And yep. it's like this, this public thing. And then like, but as a consequence, like, like Amazon, for example, okay, I, use Amazon, right? I'm not going to yep. like, I, I use it. I, I think it's insane. Like what, what goes on behind the scenes yeah, and like yeah, same. how oh Amazon has like the power to like, they can lower their prices like crazy low to the point where like nobody can compete. Like nobody can, nobody That's... can lower the price of like a, a, a microphone to like, like they, they, they can just go crazy low because they have so much yep. inventory. So they just bank on lowering the prices and then they just get a load of orders and but so they're selling a bunch of um inventory but no, like all these other outlets are like fucked because they can't compete yep. they can't possibly lower yeah. their prices as much as amazon is and but they just have like such a it's like monopoly an, on the whole thing yeah. it's like an open secret that what amazon will do is because because you can offer as a third person like certain products on amazon right and when when their algorithm detects that like a certain product is like really successful they, they will find a way to procure that product, sell it under like the Amazon Prime or like their own brands, and then basically just, just undersell you so that you like get kicked off the platform. So they basically yeah, use man. you as like a marketing tool. So yeah. um, it's but crazy. I, but I think it's not just that. I think also like, let's say you're an aspiring artist nowadays, uh, nowadays and you post something on social media and then like it gets a lot of hits like today, right? Uh, the sort of another drawback, although it's good for exposure, right? Another drawback is like, you might be cool today and tomorrow there's some other person who did it better, right? And so your uh, five minutes of fame have become five seconds of fame, so. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's because everything is so quick. Like you, you're an overnight uh, overnight success and, uh, yep. and a one hit wonder um, and like all at the same time, just like, yeah. Yeah. But there are also some platforms that people need to be careful about just because of you know people don't really read those licensing agreements and stuff because yeah, you would need the whole fucking day to read them so, exactly yeah <laughs> and so some of them i don't know what specifically but some of them will put in there it's like yes we do have the right to distribute your stuff but we also own it as well mm. yeah you gotta be careful for sure so now and you guys are are you guys on DistroKid for or what do you What's what that? do you use to like what do you use to ag uh, to to publish in terms of your like the podcast oh so we use just a it's a fairly new podcast hosting platform and i were i i was literally like just reading everything because i yeah. did not want anyone to own our shit so yeah, everything's pretty much free cool cool yeah and, i think you, yeah. you brought this up before yeah it's yeah not. yeah because uh, intellectual properties, well, I don't, I wouldn't call this intellectual property because I'm not particularly smart myself, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, <laughs> our content, yeah, the content. Oh, that's crazy. So another thing that, uh, like you said, you always see in the movies, what's the party scene like 
in the states that's always interesting to me because here oh, in germany yeah. it's pretty much just like either house parties or like clubs and you just basically yeah. drink a bunch of beer you maybe yeah. hook up with someone and then you fuck off <laughs> yeah. sure, sure, sure. and over here in the uk it's mostly just clubs if, you, if there is a house party I've, in my experience 90 percent of it don't go oh wow, <laughs> interesting i feel like yeah in europe like in spain there's well i mean Lewis, I'm sure in Germany as well, like there's a huge um, clubbing scene. In Valencia, there's a huge uh, clubbing yeah. scene. Uh, to be fair though, uh, my experience has been the opposite of Alex. It's where like every single time my my group of friends have been like, oh, let's go out clubbing. I've like after three times, I was like, no, nah, you know what? I'm not going to come because I just don't feel like I don't feel like it. But like house parties are usually the shit for me. So Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying, man. Like, because I, I usually that's kind of the culture around here like we um especially like for these berkeley shows like yeah we do a lot of house shows and um it's it's really just like college students and like um we usually have like a three bill lineup so three mm. bands will play and you know you, you just go and watch bands and it, it's really it's a good time you um you're, you're just like chilling at someone's house you go to the basement check out some music have a few drinks um it's very like um i think it's what you would imagine like with the with the red cup and uh, and everything oh, okay like that. <laughs> dude <laughs> and, that, uh, that beer thing pong has, out back <laughs> that thing has and beer pong and the red cups they, yeah. they have made their way here so uh oh really yeah, we also actually mm -hmm. reg regularly use them here oh. yeah yeah i mean there's still some like chill like what you guys were describing like house yeah. parties here but i think the general culture is like let's go out like yeah that's, yeah cause some mayhem and i'm just kind of like that's not no <laughs> to be to be <laughs> fair to be fair if my friends say we're going out to a club i will probably do a rain check if my friends say we're going out to a bar for a couple of drinks then i will likely come yeah chilling out, out having some drinks maybe some yep. finger foods that's fine yeah but if yeah, they're like man. yeah let's go to like this club there's gonna yeah. be music there's gonna be people dancing i'm just gonna be like oh i have to do something in yeah, fairness yeah. though again I'm usually the guy who, after like 10, 10 beers at the bar, is like, guys, let's go fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got a buzz going, might as well just lean yeah, into exactly, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then it goes from 10 p.m. to it's 5 a.m. and fuck, I need to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, happens. It happens. Yeah, shit happens. Yeah. Exactly. But going back to all this like technological stuff how has it been as you know making music because you've collaborated with you know people as well whether it's just writing songs or actually write and writing and singing on the track with them obviously before you would meet up do some recording but when everything sort of got locked down how did that go in terms of actually still creating music yeah man so like that's definitely something that technology has proven to sort of like prevailing you know like the fact that and i'm gonna tie this to school as well because i think it's like related it's like we I, I, like a lot of my projects um outside of school like you know for recording whether i'm like uh, writing for an artist or like recording a song like a majority of the music that i've worked on this year has been online like my mm -hmm. roommate uh writes songs and um he basically like recorded the entire thing virtually like um we like we as a band never actually met up and played the music that we were recording that's crazy but he, he like composed everything and like sent the parts to the drummer um to jay who's on guitar um and like yeah we just kind of did that and like a bunch of people um 
were doing music like that. Um, and also like the fact that, um, albeit not completely like successfully because it was so sudden, like the entire, um, the entire like classroom was like digitalized, you know? Um, yeah. Which like, I don't think we thought we could do that exclusively, but when we had to, we like did, you know, we did it. So um, yeah, technology has proven to be an extremely useful tool um, in music and in music education. I think like some of the stuff doesn't translate, obviously, like you can't really have like a, an ensemble online. Um, so, so there are some yeah. things that you just can't really like, uh, you can't replicate with the online experience, but sure. there's a lot of things that you can do. I mean, there's also the like a technological limitation of there's always going to be some latency in like a conference, right? There's always going to be some delay. And when you're playing a piece, like milliseconds of delay are pretty drastic, right? So yeah. I think like there's there's a program that allows you to actually jam with somebody online in real time. Like apparently I don't I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. no, so, yeah. so, so that, but even then, like, there's still yeah. some latency is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, and, I would imagine. No, no. So. I mean, there won't be latency in the end product is because the program uh, like measures, measures the latency and adjusts for it. So essentially it's like takes, takes both tracks. And if they're like split up like this, they will like, like push one back essentially. Yeah. So that's oh, how I that see, works. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Fucking art artificial intelligence. Crazy crazy man actually yeah. i've been meaning to ask you about one thing especially as it pertains to that um i don't know if you uh saw this youtube video but there's a youtube video I, I forget which channel it was um in any case they were talking about the 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 power of ai and um what really caught my attention was that they they played like three clips of totally different musical pieces right and then essentially said that not only did AI compose those pieces and they sounded good, right? But they, the AI didn't even use samples for it. The AI generated the sound waves based off what it thought that instrument had to sound like. So that, like, I was wondering what you think or what kind of implications that has for the future of, of, of music. Because to be fair, like, the music is only composed out of eight notes right but it's sure. what it's what the artist does with it right oh, 12 sorry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's what the artist does with it so i think that's what's always like sort of unique about it but what do you think something like that could mean for the music industry on a whole yeah man like i, I haven't seen that video specifically um but i've like i, I know that um the AI, like there's AI music. I, I've heard some of it at some yeah. point. Um, dude, I think it's crazy. I, I think it's super cool. Um, mm. Like we're, I don't like, cause that just brings like, yeah, man, it, it's, it brings up a lot of questions about like life itself. I know like that might be reaching, but like if we're like, we're, we created this thing that like is able to be creative, like what like that's 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 insane like that and and if you're saying that that it did it without um using samples then it it must have like a preference it must have like a taste you know like yeah, yeah that's that's it, the crazy knows, thing yeah <clears throat> because i thought if, it, if it's just samples right it can sort of figure out like which which sounds based off of the programming or which tones fit 
best together. But this yeah. thing just generated the sound waves on its own. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That fucking freaked uh, yeah. me out, man. It's crazy. I uh, yeah, like I don't know where I don't know what that yeah, I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it's Same. crazy. It's Same. crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't what know. to do with that because yeah. what what scares me about that is that like it basically means that we have an AI that can replicate any kind of sound perfectly. Right? That fucking creeped me out. I was like, what the hell? It doesn't need yeah. samples, it just makes a sound. <laughs> yeah. Just wait for the end. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so crazy. But it's fascinating nonetheless. Like it's not yeah. like we can even really do anything. Like, what are we gonna stop? It's uh, here. Progressing, it's here. you know? Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah. So might as well just, uh, yeah. The crazy thing is everyone's talking about like, what are we going to do when AI starts like influencing our daily lives? It's been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, like, look yeah. at doing almost, it for a long time. Yeah. Look at any fucking social media platform. It's not someone sitting behind a, a screen at YouTube being like, oh, this, this video is working. Let's put no. It's not that at all. It's, 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 a, it's a program that's doing that. Yeah, man. Even and as I simple think... as like Netflix, sorry to cut you off, yeah, Bob. Yeah. Even as simple as Netflix, like once you start watching a couple of things, it starts collecting that data and starts putting up an algorithm that will start suggesting things to you based on what you've been watching. Yeah. yeah. And I've always People said this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always said this. I think, I think we had this conversation in high school even where we were talking about something and then I opened my phone and then like the first ad that I saw was like, the thing that, that you were talking about exactly and i was like dude this is so fucking freaky yeah it's crazy man and like what what uh freaks me out about that is that the, the whole like the whole thing about like they're listening in on us and stuff is like one thing which like that that's like a freaky thing to think about but what's even freakier is that they don't do that and they just know what we're gonna want like yep. they just know based on what we've done what we're gonna like or what we're gonna get into Exactly. Or like yeah. what like i was getting ads for like um brass instruments and stuff um and like I, like when i started uh learning trumpet again um or not again when i started learning trumpet um because i used to play tuba yeah, yeah. But yeah um yeah and like it was just like i was getting all these um i was getting all these ads like almost the moment that i decided i wanted to do it and it was like that's for sad. all I know, I'm doing it now because I've seen it enough times that I just actually like, have decided to do it. For all you, you know, know the ads that came in like the months before that were like precisely picked out to like steer you in that direction. No, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. It's like they, they <laughs> like for all I know, the reason that I'm playing trumpet now, which also, I, I, that's changed my life, it's great. Um, but like for all I know, the reason that that happened is because I've just been seeing the right ads at the right time. Yeah. Oh, and, dude, stop, and they stop. sold and they sold me that trumpet man maybe oh, i'm going to music school because of this shit you know like, <laughs> i don't know i don't know oh, so it could also just be they've taken your past data and actually are now just predicting your every movement now right and, and to thing. me that's scarier than if they were listening to me talking and figuring out what i like based on that okay well yeah. that's awful like i you know obviously but like Nah, if they dude, can dude. like if they can predict that like yeah. they, they just know like i don't even know they know exactly like, I don't, I that's don't know. that's significantly yeah. scarier i'll be yeah. i'll be fucking honest 
I, like even when I'm drunk and I start spewing some dumb shit, I couldn't give less of a fuck if some guy was listening to my phone, right? Because like, cause right. what are they gonna do? Put put me in front of court and be like, why did you say this? Because I was drunk. <laughs> right. Or like and Alexa, also, like, right? Or like Alexa, yeah. the Amazon Alexa. We had one when I was still working in hospitality. We had one in the kitchen because obviously, uh, if the chef's cooking, they don't yeah. want to touch anything because their hands are dirty. So just talk about talk to alexa and then we had this conversation as well and they're like well government can listen if they want to they're not going to like what we're saying in the kitchen yeah yeah <laughs> exactly no but gab you're right the uh the uh, prediction stuff or the fucking like 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 steering you into a certain direction yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's that's freakier it's, like it, it's crazy. Yeah. Like it freaked me out because it was on two occasions where I really thought about it. Obviously, it was hypothetical because at one point it was Watch Dogs 2, which was a video game. Mm. And the other part was when I watched um, was it, Captain America's Civil War, mm -hmm. where they had like these algorithms and technology that would study you, what you've done yeah. in the past, what you're doing in the present, and that would predict your future. So like it would... Like based on your illness and your doctor appointments, it can check whether or not giving you chemotherapy is actually worth it. And so, if it's not worth it, and you apply oh, for it, they're gonna deny you because, because it's the algorithm be a waste says of time no. And money. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. Damn. That and actually. Like, and like, obviously, like, sorry. Obviously, it's not like I don't think it's a thing now, but I do know where I think Matt, we are pretty close. I wouldn't be but so it's sure scary, about that. Yeah, it? exactly. Because. Um, I read this in the news like two days ago, but like I think China uh, launched this new like they call it a, a a hypersonic space vehicle. The Americans are calling it a hypersonic ballistic whatever, right? Um, in any case, what came up in that article towards the end wasn't about fucking missiles. It was about the fact that like the most potent weapon that any any nation has nowadays is social media, because as long as they can control it in the country, they can they can control what the society thinks. Yeah that that fucked with my mind man yeah that's crazy that fucks like, really with my mind yeah like gab i don't know if you watch much stand-up comedy but um i think lewis you do yeah uh, bill burr does this segment <laughs> about like population Absolutely. management and his final like solution is like literally um i'm paraphrasing but to become dictator like blackout media everyone so that they can hear only what he wants them to hear yeah and then just start randomly singing cruise ships <laughs> then that's the population solution. but the part about like media blackout that's a real thing that people in different countries actually utilize yep yeah and even in america like it's not as blatant like like quote-unquote evil but you look at even during like world wars and all that the propaganda that went into convincing young men to Dude, yeah. enlist themselves yeah. in the name of their own country in protection and service. Yep. It's crazy how much 100%. that influences people. Man, so my uh, my Instagram is basically guns, cars, and like other kind of military vehicles, right? But okay. Exactly. But on occasion, and this this fucking freaks me out because I follow no political pages on my Instagram, right? But on occasion, I will get... Um, certain posts on my Discover feed, but only from the Green Party here in Germany, which is the environmentalist party, right? And that's one point where I'm like, well, the algorithm can't be that good because the algorithm should know that I fucking hate the Green Party, but it's, for <laughs> some reason, it's pushing this to me, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Damn. Yeah, that freaks me yeah. out. I mean, they just got. Yeah, they just know us. I mean, yeah. it's almost like a widely accepted thing. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody would dispute that. And so, yeah, I just kind of. That's why. Out, yeah. <laughs> that's why I find the court hearings with Mark Zuckerberg so 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 amusing because they ask him all this um, shit, and I'm just like, dude, it's an open secret. Like everyone fucking knows they do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even that they were asking him things that everyone knew. It was the the things that they were asking them didn't even make sense. Yeah, true. Like true. The, like that bit about when I think it was Ted Cruz who was talking about something about cookies. I'm just like, that's not how cookies work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because oh, I think like they're they're just not really they're not really aware of how the thing works. So yeah, it's kind of hard to have a dialogue about it. Yeah, I mean the quote. There is a quote that like follows follows me almost on a daily basis to where i'm like well obviously some people don't understand it and it's basically like um any technology sufficient that is sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic and it's kind of true how how do you explain some 70 year old how do you explain to some 70 year old senator what facebook does when he doesn't even understand like really understand what the what the internet or, so, or, or social yeah. media is right it's sure, impossible sure. Yeah, I can't remember which movie, but I think um, the line kind of went like, magic is just science that we don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can get with that for sure. Because um, like some of the stuff we're doing now, I don't think people could have even conceived like 100 years ago. And, st- and yeah. stuff that we'll be doing 100 years from now, we have no fucking clue. Yep. Like, I'm not like, you know, um, I'm not going to understand anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I it's what what you said is a hundred percent correct. Because think about this: if we somehow manage to travel back in time and to take stuff with us, imagine if we took a nuclear reactor with us, but just and we just went two hundred years back and placed it in the middle of a big ass city. We're like, work it. Yeah, I they mean, would be like, what the they, fuck is this? Right? The world <laughs> probably would have ended because that would have probably melted down. <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. they certainly yeah. would have been amazed you know yeah but mm-hmm. uh, well they would be amazed but they would also be like where do we even start with this yeah. like i think right. they'd be scared though yeah they, and then they, thoughts would just erupt because everyone's differing opinions and you know how human beings bro. are it's like, oh no it's knowledge no but it's with witchcraft <laughs> not the stake oh great yeah. here we go again <laughs> yeah do you ever get that thought of like that we could have been a lot more advanced, but because things were lost or destroyed, possibly on purpose, like, do you ever get that kind of feeling? I was, dude, I was watching this video yesterday that was talking about like, you know, the sort of like the history of the universe. And it could be that like, it's like, like this could be like the third civilization that like has been trying to make it uh in our solar system for all we fucking okay maybe not our solar system but like like let's say within like uh an x radius of like i don't know a hundred uh a hundred light years like a a radius around uh, uh within the milky way like there's probably so well i don't know it also comes like you know it depends on what you uh believe but like it could be that like that you know every civilization just like gets to a certain point and then yeah i uh, think that's it 
I think that concept's called like Fermi's paradox, where it's like the great, um, the great filter, yeah. or the great mm -hmm. filter. Yeah. So yeah, there yeah. are there are essentially certain obstacles that every every life form or every civilization has to overcome, and right. uh, it could just be that, for example, the uh, obstacle of becoming an interplanetary or or or, or intersolar system uh, civilization is just so great that no one ever makes it past that. Yeah. Right? yeah i mean yeah exactly like how many how many times have we reset you know like humanity um is one example of, i don't know yeah it could be that this is just like this is just what happens when you know mass uh, gathers in the galaxy forms planets and then yeah uh so that's do that's where the physics it. hl comes from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly do these thoughts ever freak you guys out though Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. It's yeah, every yeah. once in a while I'll be like, I'll think about it and I think, oh, so I'm this little dot on this blue dot that's going around this big ass flaming dot, yeah. which is moving at incredible speeds. Yeah. And there's an even bigger ball out there, which is a black hole, and it can tear us apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean. 100%. It's insane. Like, there's not, there's not really a moment that, like, I'm not amazed at how, like, crazy the whole, like, human experience is. Like, yeah. but obviously you can't, you can't, like, just, you can't just, like, be, you can't be so caught up in that because then, like, you know, the scale of the universe versus, like, um, what's going on on Earth is just, like, it's going it, to drive like, you insane. Yeah. It's going to drive you insane. Like, you, you like, you, you have enough to focus about uh, you, have, you have enough to worry about on this planet to, Absolutely. to have to worry about like you know but it is amazing like like i said like like i'm constantly fascinated but yeah it's just like too much to, yeah. to possibly comprehend what i like to say to myself in those moments is like dude stop your monkey brain evolved to understand <laughs> the things that are happening in the african savannah not what was happening up there <laughs> shut up right. and just focus on this <laughs> i also well, like it when people exactly. start talking about aliens and shit oh dude yeah, I, I think we don't have enough time on this podcast for me to like actually <laughs> get into that <laughs> dude aliens or even like scale like you're talking about like i don't even fully understand the quantum realm but like that shit is like just like some other thing like that like they yeah. don't they don't follow the rules that we it completely so, departs exactly yeah yeah so what does that mean like when when you really look into things like nothing is really nothing really makes sense like it's only when you like come out of it that things have some kind of order yeah. but like mm. it's like that classic example of like if you've got like a lighter or some shit and then you like look close between where the lighter starts and where the air around it starts like you'll you, you'll look further and further in and then you'll see that the particles that compose the lighter are like mixed with the particles that compose the air so everything is really just like a blur like of of um of atoms like yeah um, organized the, chaos yeah what, you see the whole quantum physics things thing what's when i heard this quote i said that's it i'm never gonna try research th this shit again because like it's just not gonna it's just gonna fuck with my mind too much and it's basically like basically yeah. like these these particles no wait. Well, what was it? There is a there is a probability in which particles can be or, or or can can exist within a certain volume of space, and these particles are everywhere until they are observed. At which point they become fixed. And so I was just yeah, like, yeah. 
right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is what is that whole deal? Of, like, why why did why do they behave differently when they're being observed? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what? You see, know, like, you see, so I'm, I'm going to get it's a super conspiracy theory here now. So the universe was made for us to observe it. No, 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 no. It goes into a really negative place. So oh think about this. All of us have played video games. And have you ever noticed in some video games where like certain parts of the map or like or like the experience only become generated or only exist once you reach a certain point? Right. Mm -hmm. So. When I thought about that and the point where like things only exist really once you observe them, I was like, so for example, for all I know right now, my car that's parked outside on the street doesn't actually exist right now until I walk out to it and it becomes yeah. generated. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know that. Right. For all I yeah. care, like, for example, when I'm at work, my apartment doesn't exist because I can't observe it. Right. And so when I, dude, when I start going down that rabbit hole, man. Dude, yeah, and then it makes you think like, okay, so if that's the case, if shit is just being rendered as I walk around and look at it, then does that mean that like, okay, in your case, you are like, you are the, the player in the simulation or yeah. what's even scarier is our simulation so good that they can simulate consciousness and we're just AI and we just feel like we're real because that's what that's how good yeah. the simulation is. It can Ex simulate consciousness. Exactly. Like that that strain of thought leads me like at one point led, led me to this idea where I was like, so wait a minute. I can't even be sure if like the things around me are real once until I observe them, because then I can see them, right? Mm -hmm. So how do I even know that the people around me are real? Right? Mm -hmm. That. No, nah, dude. dude. Fuck. No, yeah. And it's so weird because I feel like this is a thought that like you just had, right? And I think this is a thought that just like people sometimes have. Like I remember as a kid, this was like the trippiest thing. This was like very psychedelic. It was like in middle school before I went to Brent. This this dude, uh, my buddy Luca, was like my best friend for a long time. He asked me, he asked me one time, and I was having this same thought like this week. I was like, man, like, what if, like, how do I know that anyone else is real? Like, I, I know that I'm real because I, because I just kind of feel like it. And even now I don't know because of the whole simulated consciousness thing, but yeah. like, sure, like I'm real. I feel real, but can I really know that like, you know, my buddy Julian or, or my buddy Lewis is real? Like only, only they can know that yeah. they can, they, like, no matter what they tell me, I can never know if that's exactly. really true. And my buddy, like, I was just having this thought and I was tripping on this as like a, sixth grader fifth grader and my buddy luca that week he asked me like dude like are you real man and I was like, what bro like i are you real like what exactly you <laughs> the, the problem with that with that line of questioning is what if like let's assume that the other person is simulated and what if the simulation doesn't allow the other person to say that they're not real and there's also that that everyone's just yeah. like a philosophical zombie yeah exactly like, yeah, you you yeah. will never find out and that's what fucks with my mind dude it's oh crazy man yeah it's the concept of parallel universes ever fuck with you as well oh yeah i i can't even i don't even comprehend that like it's dude it, yeah because i've had crazy. it go i've had it go two ways right so there's the traditional thinking of different alternative realities and stuff in way there are countless of other scenarios where you're doing you know different things you're doing better you're doing worse 
but then there's the other way to go about it, is that everything in the universe happens an infinite amount of times so it doesn't matter the amount of parallel universes whatever happens what you're doing right now that's what's happening in those other universes yeah so you're saying that it's like it's actually oh, all god. in the same space <laughs> sorry lewis I can... <laughs> oh god <laughs> like no I, I see what you're saying it's like okay so the universe is infinite yeah meaning to say that anything can happen because if it's infinite then there's infinite probability well yeah, yeah. so like yeah yeah so there's I mean, like there's, there's like yeah. another world like there's another world that's like exactly the same as this one but like your hair is green or some shit and yeah. then there's it another from small yeah. changes from like my different hair color to yeah, like yeah. my gender or just yeah. what i'm doing in life like there could be another universe where I'm just like a right. crackhead on the streets. Sure, um, sure. To be but, fair, though, yeah, go like, ahead. Um, if we assume that the universe or space is at this time infinite because we can always continue to observe more, uh, what Gab brought up is true. Any, any minute, smallest probability, you might as well, like, let's say it's one to like one billion, you might as well write one to one because in an infinite universe with infinite possibilities, things are going to happen. So that's back to the topic of like aliens. I think it's absurd for people to say like extraterrestrials don't exist because in an infinite universe, there's, they might as well, we might as well just say that, that they do exist. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I feel that. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. But there's also that another concept of the, because everything in the universe is infinite and it's sort of on a loop, everything happens infinite amount of times. True. That they're, yeah. It, yeah, like going back to what I said, it doesn't matter the amount of actual, you know, alternate realities yeah. or parallel universes, you're going to be doing the same thing as usual. Yeah. Sort of back to the video game analogy, sort of the way that like certain maps will render patterns like over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, like, so mm -hmm. if you use that argument, it's kind of like someone going, oh, you know, you're probably happier or doing better in another universe. And if you're using that theory, you, kinda, you, can, you can just kind of go and say, uh, apparently not. This is the best I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's a... I think this is going to be a good end. Yeah, same. yeah. We we went uh, we went everywhere. Went to high yeah. school. Went to space. Went to yeah. music and then went to the simulation. Oh god, dude, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gab, thanks so much for coming on. We had a uh, I had a lot of fun having you on. Yeah, yeah and, pleasure um, was all mine, guys. It was yeah. great catching up with you guys too. Yeah, I mean, same man. Yeah. And if you want to listen to any of Gab's stuff, whether it's his individual uh, music or... Yeah, can I plug my... my yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, what are you doing now? Are you playing some gigs as well? I've got a couple of shows this week. I, well, this is probably too soon. Uh, I have a show on Thursday and Saturday. But uh, as far as music that I'm releasing, um, please check out my EP Sundance. That's under my name, Gabriel Lazaro, on Spotify, any major streaming platform. Um, and um, I, have a, I had a new song come out last week called Ever Been In Love. Uh, so stream that. And I have new music coming out as well. I have a brand new band, uh, a trio, and uh, we're going to be doing some playing and recording. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. That's all. Dude, shoot us uh, a couple links to your stuff and we'll post yes. it on the uh, YouTube video. 
Gotcha. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate that. No worries, dude. I will do that. All right. All right. Cool. Well, again, thanks for coming on. This was an yeah, in man. interesting turn of conversation, but it was really <laughs> great. Um, yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. My pleasure, guys. See y'all.